So first of all, can I just say, where did yeah. you get your canvas? Because I love, I love it. I love the graphics. So you're not the only person that's asked. So this is done by Adelphi Graphics. So if anyone is watching this or listening to this, if I put this in there, Adelphi Graphics, AdelphiGraphics.com, they do yeah. all my canvases, all my it. printing. You definitely got to hook me up with them. So yeah, yeah. done. Yeah, I will do. Adelphi Graphics again. Keep up the good work. That's like the fourth comment I've had. Yeah. Um, guys, welcome to Nathan K. Gingerbread Podcast. On the couch today, we've got. Georgie, the human connector. That's right, yeah. Um, we're going to be discussing all things about human connection, uh, quantum physics, That's maybe. Um, how Plant you got medicine, in... business, mindset. So... How you got into your first job or yeah. how you got into carpentry. Tell us, I mean, just tell us about how you got into, your, into carpentry before we go into so, everything else. Yeah, I mean, I've always had like a strong will and always wanting to carry out my own work and do my own thing. So I suppose I got into construction and carpentry through my family which my dad was into it um, but even then when I was working for people I knew it was never right I always wanted to be in control and run my own projects even at like a young age and um, everyone knows me as I was always run before I could always walk and um, but it's just because I knew where I wanted to go and it's just like a knowing um, so as I progressed on the tools about six years ago after I come back from traveling I set up my construction company and we carry out commercial and residential developments and we do land investments as well. Okay. So, yeah. Tell us about the land, like, tell us about this investment company, what do you invest in? So we source big strategic sites up and down the UK, anything up to 50 units, up to 4,000 units and we're positioned at both ends of the market so we buy and we sell. How, how would someone get involved in that? So there's going to be loads of people yeah, that watch this yeah, yeah. and love property. Yeah. And like, Georgie, how do I get into property? How do I get into what you do? So I think the more you're immersed in that industry, the more people you go, the more you put yourself in a position where you can meet these sort of people. I mean, for a big one for me was obviously being involved in construction, you meet a lot of people in the property industry. So developments and people doing land investments and land sourcing. And where I got involved more in that network, I met more and more people and my network grew and a lot of people that had finance and you know capital ready to purchase something, it led me down a path where we started sourcing our own deals because we had good contacts for that mm -hmm. and just started to build the relationship with people. Do, so, you, do you feel that a lot of it's come through networking then? Yeah, massively. Networking, I mean, for me, networking is just always, I've had an, a natural ability, like I've always been good at it, I've always been a people person. And I suppose it's been like a strategy of mine that I developed like unconsciously through being dyslexic at school and I weren't really good at academics. So my one skill that kept me going was networking, find out what sure. you do. I mean, I can remember people that I've met years ago still logged in my head that, you know, I can know what they do, I know what their family does, I know how I can be a service and how we can help one another. And I just sort of built on that really and built and built and built, yeah. So what's next? So tell me about this human connector. Like, what, what is this all about? So the human connectors come from where obviously I connect with a lot of people and put them in positions where they can do business with one another and also connect deals. And where, it, where that also comes as well is I have a big love for consciousness and mindset. What growth. does consciousness mean for anyone else watching like I'm not an academic either, yeah. but anyone else watching that, what does consciousness mean? That is the big, big question, isn't it? What is consciousness? So consciousness is, for me, is about becoming self-aware and learning and self-discovering yourself, um, which is a huge love of mine and I've spent years studying it, 
going to different places, spending time with different religions, traveling. And is that you just trying to find yourself? It's, it's, I was fed up, like we've got so much information that, uh, the click of a button that we've got access to and sometimes it's too much information mm. and it's great but there's a lot of information that you read that can't quite pin it down and you can't, can't, can't quite get the answers yes. that you want. So, Do you think they do that on purpose though? No, I just think we've just evolved and just grown so much. We've got podcasts, YouTubes, we've got phone calls. I, like We've just surrounded by technology and we've got such an easy access of gaining information mm. where and when, like whenever we want, um, which is good uh, because, you know, everyone's growing and evolving at such a rate. How, how would you relate to a certain piece of information? So, like an example, I'm trying to find an answer of how to say grow social media, mm. but no one actually gives you a proper answer unless you buy their book. Yeah. I'm not interested in buying people's books. I don't believe in buying people's books, but just tell me like, how would someone go about finding a true answer? So it could be about part of themselves, finding part yeah. of themselves, but how would someone go about finding the true answer of something? So there is, there is a science to success and it's a, I believe it's a science and psychology. So, I mean, I do a lot of audio books and when you're listening to them audio books, you get inspired ideas and you think, oh, I'll do that. And then I know it and then, you know, I'll hit the whiteboard and I'll brainstorm and I'll just grow in it and just refine it every single Do you actually have a whiteboard and you go yeah, through Yeah, I have like, you know, the roll on um, white paper. You can yeah. get like, I, my whole room's covered in it. I've got it everywhere. I've got whiteboards and I just note things and it's about getting out what's in your head, getting it down yeah. and formulating a pan. And you'll find when you do that, you won't be in fear. A lot of people are paralyzed by fear. Fear mm. is not knowing, fear is an illusion. Have you ever touched fear? Is it a thing? Is it real? No, it's an illusion. It's what you create in the mind. Yeah. And the only reason why you create it is because you're not clear on the direction you're going in. You have lack of knowledge in that area. But have you created fear yourself, like as in, do people create fear themselves or have people put fear into them? Both, both. So it's, a, it's a, you can create the fear in, in, your, in your mind from not knowing and not, not, not knowing what direction, but also your environment, the people you're around, social idealisms, you let people inject their values into you mm. or you judge yourself or you judge yourselves through the eyes of others. So, and if someone around you have not got that growth mindset or they don't share your vision, they then project because what you'll find is the more you start to grow and the more you start to get out there and follow what you love and what you truly want to do, the more you start questioning the people's actions, the more they start questioning their actions, the people around you. So therefore, as an automatic result, they will then project onto you and say, well, I don't think it's, da -da -da. and that's where, you know, this scarcity, negative mindset that comes that embeds into people. All right, so just going, you, you mentioned you pulled up on something there about people finding something that they want to do, finding a, like a love for what they do yeah. or whatever, and sometimes they're scared of doing it. So if someone has a fear in them already, say from a younger age, and they're maybe now between the age of 18 to say 21, 22, 23, how are they gonna find something that they love doing if they've got fear in them? How are they gonna find that passion? It's not easy because it, as I said, it's the way you live, your family, what their beliefs are, and it's not easy. And that's why no one does it because the system with what you're taught is we're taught you know, to leave school, get an education, get a job, have a family, get a mortgage, is that it? Is that it? Like, that's what so many people were taught, so that's what they follow. So, Life in a box. Like, in answer to your question, if people are stuck in this and you don't know which direction, you need to take drastic action. Like, if you want things to change around you, you've got to change. So what, what does drastic action look like? 
Drastic action would be removing yourself from any negative environment, taking, your way, taking yourself to events, people that share this same vision and love for what you want to develop and grow. So go to events, seminars, plug yourself into as many uh, self-learning books, personal development books. I mean, that was the sort of the starting point for me um, as I started my journey. And then obviously, as I got more and more deeper, I found about the mind, the body and the soul and how it's, how it's all connected. And what it is, is what makes some of these visionaries so successful is like they're just being their true self and they're just following what they truly want to do and they've mastered it. It becomes an art. An art to me is an expression of someone's consciousness, right? And, and it can be expression, an expression of consciousness would be what's aligned to your truest self, your, what comes from your heart, what do you really want to do? You know, for some people it might be art, for some people it might be martial arts, fighting. For some people it might be directed into their work and their business. I mean, that's why you've got like Jeff Bezos in Amazon. If you look at their, um, their company policies, they have a policy where you can't, well, you can say no, but if you say no, you've got to write a five-page essay on it. Really? Yeah. So you have to say yes, and otherwise if you say no, people want to know why. Right, because we're so quick to say, oh no, that won't work. No, that so they, they, obviously where they've got such a growth mindset and they're mm. so open and they want to make things work and they're open to you know having these creative ideas and downloads, he he, uh, he encourages that. So is that part of that psychological safety? Yeah, that, yeah, that's a that, huge huge part of it. What Jennifer touched based on. Yeah, where you know it's about being safe to sort of freely express yourself and ask questions and sort of you know challenge everything within the workplace. Is yeah, that not right? yeah, absolutely, because then you feel comfortable to open up to one another and you expand and that person then supports your idea and then it gives you, gives you more downloads to then go into that further and it becomes, a, you know, it becomes realistic. You manifest it. So everything in this physical reality was thought about, created and destroyed. So that cushion, for example, someone thought about that, someone thought about it, someone took the design and someone manifested it in the physical and then eventually it get destroyed, and that's the cycle of life. That's the cycle of evolution and innovation. All right, give me three key things that could lead to success. So, one where I just touched base on before is your environment, personal development, getting around the right people, refining your ideas, brainstorming. Um, that's that's the sort of the starting point, the basics. Mm. So, for people that are really lost and you don't know what direction to go in. One, you've got to change your environment and yeah. you've got to find someone, you know, m make some calls, find out, you know, who's got what you want and study them. Um, and that will lead you to a path where you start to break away from that, that fear and that scarcity mindset, that negative mindset. And then you start to have a different overlook on, on things and then you'll start to grow and then you'll start to find your own way. Um, I'd say for me, a big one is becoming self-aware and doing the deep work yeah. where we touch base on quantum mechanics and quantum physics, but we're going to that in a minute. But for me, as I got more and more involved in this, I was, uh, the more questions I was asking, because the more I was developing, and you get to a point where you reach this self-awareness, and you understand that everything that you're doing in your life is a result of you. For example, so people that want to earn a lot of money, Money's just a byproduct of what you're putting out there in the world. Yeah. And I think even myself, like you can get so led astray and caught up in the game of earning money and chasing people. And it weren't until like a few years ago where I sort of took a step back from that and I thought, hang on, like 
let me let me think to myself like who's the actual who's the individual that I want to work with? How can I serve him and how can he serve me? Not just in business, but you know, as one another. Like what can I learn from him? And that's what it's all about. It's mm. about sharing that with one another. And he might have something that you've got, you know, and just learning and un- developing and understanding. All right. So this it, self-awareness is massive. And yeah. I think awareness, awareness in general is huge. Because yeah. as long as you're aware of it, you can make a difference or make a change or right. you can improve. Yeah. Or, um, you know, I don't think having awareness can, ma- can be a bad thing. It can no. only be a good yeah. thing. But how would one go about actually, f- like... Is it something that you think about consciously? Because to be aware, you have to think, right? So some people get there through different stages. Some people go through severe contrast. And what, when you're in a low place, it, 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 you've just got nowhere else but to turn but go in and look for answers. And you just have severe contrast and you've just got to look. What is, what is your life demonstrating? Who are you? And it just allows you to dig deeper and scratch away. A lot of people don't, especially as men, because we're taught to hide our emotions and bury things up. Um, do you but, talk a lot about your emotions? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm open. I'm, I'm an open book. Who do, you, who do you talk to? Where did you, where was the first time? When was the first time? And who was the first person you went, I'm going to speak to you about my issues? I've always been quite open. And then as I developed, I just become more and more self-aware and the more self-aware you become the more emotions you realize you're holding on to and these emotions are all stored in the subconscious mind which is the program that runs us 95% of the time is it really yeah 95% of the time how do we tap into that so there's various different ways which I've learned which is a huge part because if you create your own reality which we do because we create it in here and then we manifest it in the physical if we're operating by 95% of the program, and it's called the subconscious program because we're unaware of it. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a video operating in the background. Yeah. And you're living your life on that, right? But the more self-aware you become, the more you start hacking into it and tapping into it and rewiring it using neuroplasticity, meditation, yoga. I mean, even reading more books that can help you rewire things and build new brain cells mm. and use neuroplasticity to rewire. But... There's various different techniques that I've used. Um, I mean, one of them was um, where I went really deep and I wanted to find an answer. Um, was uh, have you, Are you familiar with plant, plant medicines? No. So you've got what's called an ayahuasca. What's it called? It's called ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. And uh, the indigenous tribes used it in the Amazon. And they believe it's the direct link to, to source and you know spirit and coming out of your body which by the way when we're in this vessel we can only experience this reality and and it's governed by our five senses Mm -hmm. if i take them away how can else how else can you experience this reality what five senses do we touch taste smell hear seeing Mm -hmm. uh that's how that's how you're governed by this reality so what happens is the the medicine contains uh diethyltryptamine which is DMT and it's present in every single celled organism and every single living thing. Grass, it's in us, it's in our lungs. So it's already present in our human body. We produce it when we sleep, we produce it when we die. So what you're doing is um, when you're taking this medicine and you're in that safe environment and you're with people that know how to work with the energies, you, you tap in and you go beyond the realm of the five senses and you, co- you connect to, some people call it source. I like to go on the science side of things and I call it quantum mechanics and the quantum realm, 
which is what we're all connected with. What is this? So the quantum realm, and this is what I believe everyone should get a general understanding from it, because just like when I made a phone call to you earlier, how did that happen? There was a signal in the air that shot up to a satellite and then shot back down to your phone. That's what we've been told. What we've been told. But you couldn't see that, could you? No. It's the same as the quantum, quantum field, atoms and particles. We're constantly surrounded by it. We're made up of it. So when you take the medicine, you connect with this quantum field, which, as I, as I said, we come out of a, a single-celled organism. So how the whole universe was created, we come out of what's called a single-celled singularity. Right, and then everything multiplied and come beyond that, and then we come into bacteria, and then we evolved into plants, animals, and then it just, you know, and here we are today, and we've developed this self-awareness of consciousness and being able to create whatever we want to create. So when you take the, when you take the medicine, you go beyond the realm of five senses, and everyone's experience is different. For me, it was profound, like you have huge realizations, and it's a bit like the matrix, like you're gonna take the blue pill, or you're going to take the red pill because once you take the like the and you go into the matrix and you've learnt it, there's no unlearning it. Mm, like okay. once you've broke through and you've realised and you're like, right, I get it. I get what this whole fundamental reality is made up of. Do you not think people think you're mad? I I, I used to. <laughs> I I used to think I was I was a little bit bad, but then the more I understood it, the more science there was to back it up, and the more people that are speaking out on it now. Uh, and the benefits that it's having for people. Where'd you get it? Uh, you can do it in Peru, and I've done it in a place called Peru, in, in a, and I also done it in the mountains, and we also done it in <laughs> the Amazon. So it was, a, it was a pretty out there thing to do, but I was fed up. See, what you'll find with me is um, I don't just read things. I go out and experience. Yeah. I, I cut to the chase, right? Let's cut, let's cut the nonsense. Let's go to the source. Let's find out who's got it, who's been there, done it, and I, and I want to see it for real. Yeah. And that's what I'm like with everything. I'm like, come on, let's, let's prove this. You let's, could, so you don't believe it unless you can sort of touch it and you exactly. feel it. Exactly. And that's why it led me down the science path because, you know, the whole law of attraction, which is, is quantum mechanics, that's how that works, which we'll go on to in a minute. And I explain exactly how that works and how the universe has a perfect accounting system and nothing goes missed. So well, let's go into let's go into it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll I'll start with law of attraction. So law of attraction is you know for some people being positive and then you attract that right that right person. Mm -hmm. That's how most people would generally understand that. But what you're actually doing is some people are very good at it because it it rests on your beliefs, right? And your belief is the subconscious mind. If you've distilled that belief and you've embedded it so much where you just keep thinking about it and refining it and refining it and refining it and refining it. What you'll find is you've got what's called protein antennas in the brain and they access the quantum field. So it's like an ele a, a electro current yeah. that you're putting out there. And what it is, is you have electrons, right? And these electrons are quantumly entangled. So if you imagine you've got two electrons mm -hmm. and in the middle they're connected. But these electrons can you know, be far apart, millions and millions apart away from each other, but yet still be connected. Okay. And you'll find whatever you're creating in the mind, whatever it may be, you know, if you're in fear, if you're looking for a better job, if you're looking to meet a lover, you will attract that situation and circumstances. I believe in that in some sense, and people will relate to this because if you if people ever wanted something so 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 bad, like desperately bad, yeah. it's come. 
That's right. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it just happens. It just happens. Right. It does happen. So I do believe in this, but yeah, so go on. So yeah. And it's, and what happens is these quantum entanglement comes together and it's a complementary of opposites. And the more you refine and the more you get clear and you stop the inner chatter, which, you know, I call the limiting beliefs that we're embedded with, you know, and it's from our conditioning, from our childhood, from our families, our environments, the more you can get away from that, mm -hmm. the more you just break through and you get to this stage where, you know, things are just happening constantly. You're meeting the right people, you're in the right environment. And that's because you're just so clear on where you're at. No one can tell you anything. You're on your sole mission for what you want to achieve. Therefore, you're always connecting with the right people, situations and circumstances, right? But within that, it's not all sunshine and roses. You've got to embrace the support and challenge in life. Mm -hmm. Like you're always going to have support, but you're always going to have challenge. And they also say is wherever you're being challenged, at the very same time, there's someone around you supporting you. Mm -hmm. And that's in every situation and circumstance and that's yeah. how the universe works and when you become self-aware you start to notice things you're like right I, I get how everything's quantumly entangled i get when that person's challenging me challenging me someone's supporting me yeah so you know we was having a conversation that someone's doing really well in their work you know and you know they're getting a bit puffed up mm -hmm. you know and a bit what happens is you'll go home and the wife might might uh, challenge you yeah. to bring you back down and it's to keep you in balance mm. to keep you grounded I like that. So, and the same goes when you've, uh, when you're creating illnesses in the mind and people, you know, are saying they're sick, you then develop what's called a, a symptom. But we look at these symptoms as bad. We're like, mm. oh no, I've got a symptom, I've got this. So we go to the doctors. Now, if you've got a broken arm, that's a different story. Yeah. Right, you go up and you get it bands up. But these internal symptoms, what you'll find is you have the emotional charges in the brain. We have a memory and an anti-memory, and these uh, memories carry emotional charges, which shoot down the central nervous system, and they affect the behavior of the gliocells. And they start, and they start going in the body, and they start creating less white blood cells, which allows for infection. Mm. So what happens is when you create these illnesses, whatever it may be, it can be a chemical imbalance, uh, a past trauma, and something that's lodged there. It could be your mum saying, oh you're, oh, you're sick, you're sick, you're sick all the time. If, you, if your mum tells you, and she's one of these people that, you know, uh, a warrior, and, you know, and then she tells you you're sick enough, you'll believe it. Yeah. You'll become it. It'll yeah. happen. Yeah. You know? And that's how it works. And that's how the science of the body works as well. But the trouble is, even then, we're in a system where it fouls us. Because then we go to the doctors and we get these pills that do completely fucking nothing. Yeah. They mask our pain. They just mask it. They're just yeah. masking the symptom. Mm -hmm. By the way, the symptom is just the body's way of telling you that, Georgie, I'm out of balance. Like, you've got to check in with yourself. Like, what are you thinking? What are you doing? Who are you hanging around? What are you eating? Yeah, That's true. all it is. And, uh, you know, motivation. Again, a symptom. If you're, having to get, if you're having to motivate yourself to do something, yeah. and I do, oh, I'll get, I'll get all pumped up, like... It's not in your it's not in your highest values. It's no. not what you truly want to do. It's funny you, you touched on motivation because I met the pro PT a couple of weeks ago, and that interview is about to come out soon. And he doesn't believe in motivation. He's like, motivation doesn't get you anywhere. Yes. it's such a short spell of sort of drive, whatever. He said it runs out. Yeah. Um, he believes in sort of something a bit deeper than that, like that drive within you that just sort of just takes you to where you want to get to. Yeah. Not about these short motivation because it doesn't work. What else, what is deeper in you? So if motivation is not 
not not great, but what else is there? What's it's it's that knowing. It comes back to uh, as you start your journey, and then you eventually find what you really truly want to do. You'll find that knowing is so strong with that belief, and you know it can come from the heart. There's different people that talk about where you connect to the heart. You can do it through meditation, yoga. There's so many different ways of you know discovering yourself, and I've tried them all. I've got, I've delved into to them all, mm-hmm. uh, and I've also dived into the psychology side of it, where you can do quantum therapy and you can start to rewire your subconscious. Okay. So, but I mean, going back to what you said, like finding that knowing is just a part of becoming and learning and understanding and putting yourself in uncomfortable situations because that's where you're going to learn and grow and discover. Talk to me about quantum therapy. So quantum therapy is just another way of rewiring your subconscious program, which as I said before, it's in the subconscious mind and it runs us 95% of the time. And the only way that you're really going to get clear on that is by doing some deep inner work whether that's quantum therapy, meditation, yoga, however you may you want to do it. I mean, I've, as I said before, I've done them all, but I find quantum therapy is really good for tapping into the subconscious okay. beliefs and neutralizing the emotional charges in the brain. And you have what's called a memory and an anti-memory. And when you can go through certain processes, you can start to understand that whatever past trauma that you may have been holding onto was only ever there to teach you and it was only there because you created it in the first place. But no one ever taught you how to deal with it. So you buried it in your subconscious and it runs you. So when you start bringing it to the surface and you start to talk to someone and you're with someone that's uh, you know, a therapist and well, not so much a therapist, a quantum therapist, because no. there's, different, there's different levels of therapy. So a quantum therapist which can tap into that and they can basically bring that to the surface and they can start to show you that what you thought was actually a disadvantage and was actually bad was actually a benefit because it's led you to where you are now Mm -hmm. and the people around you where you displayed that because you know so everything's trying to get you back into balance nothing's good or nothing's bad okay right you don't have an up without a down right and that's just how the world works there's there's light and there's dark Mm -hmm. right there's no one-sidedness there isn't you've got cold and you've got hot without no hot there is no cold yeah yeah so everything's always in a perfect balance and you're always going to have war. There's always going to be war somewhere. Right? But this is what people don't understand because whereas there's something good happening, there's also something bad happening. Yeah. So, and that's just how... Yin and yang. Yin and yang. Yeah, yeah. totally. You know, and there's so many different people that talk about this stuff in, in different re- religions. I mean, the Buddha actually says you'll get taught the illusion until you're ready for the truth. <laughs> and the reason being for that is because people can't handle it. When people start mm. to dig down and they start to understand, yeah. I mean, if everybody had this mindset tomorrow and realized like, like, yeah, we create our own reality, I'm holding on to these emotions, like, oh, what's, what's you know, that's why it's a, a process of becoming. Yeah. People just don't want to though, do they? Some people are just completely unaware of it. Yeah, and, and, that's and, what it and, comes and, down to. And it's called being unconscious. And when you're unconscious, you sort of just follow your life in this, you know, the same old lane, the same routine, you get up, you Is there something wrong with that, though? Well, I don't judge. I mean, if someone wants to do that, that's fine. But for me, it didn't, it didn't fit the boot. Like, yeah. I didn't want to be in this, uh, you know, you know so, same old routine. You know you're destined old, for more. Yeah, yeah, I know I'm destined for more. And I think if they, people were taught this in school and taught, you know, you can really do what you truly want to do... I think a lot of people would, would be, you know, thriving a lot more. Yeah. Why is it not taught in school? 
because it's just the system that we that we, that we live in. You know, you just come, you know, and that's something that's got to be disrupted and changed yeah. because it's no good. We're we're plugged into this same old system, habitual habits. It's the same old lifestyle. Um, you know, and that's why you get some people that I believe, you know, the tr truly successful people are people that's just mastered their mind and their and they're in touch with their true core values, doing what they want. But do you ever think you actually get to master your own mind? Because, yeah. okay, some people would say that I'm successful, which I don't think I am at all. And so someone would then say, well, Nathan says that he's mastered his own mind. I can tell you one, I can say 100 now, I have not mastered my own mind. So there's, I'm glad we touched on this because I've also studied this as well. And it's called an unconscious uh, competent. So you're really good in what you do. And some people are unaware of how they're doing it. Right? And some people have just gone to loads of seminars and they broke through and they've kept digging and digging and digging and they've eventually found what they really truly want to do. Some people are really good at what they do, but they haven't found what they really truly want to do. And you'll find, you know, even with these millionaires, you know, ever heard the saying that, oh, you know, money don't make you happy? Mm. You know, I believe that's, that's, that's absolute bullshit. You know, like, it's what you, like, if you're not going to be happy without money mm -hmm. you're not going to be happy with money if you're happy with money you're never going to be happy you know <laughs> but then again I, I also don't believe in happiness as well because i believe happiness is also one-sided why don't you believe in happiness well is ha what is happiness is happiness a real thing would you say i think people i don't know if people if think it I don't, is anything actually real then? Yeah. Because, you know, if you're saying happiness, if happiness isn't real, what is happiness? Happiness, is, I suppose, people would identify it to an emotion. People would identify it to maybe to a smile, a laugh, a, yeah. fe a feeling of fulfillment, of, uh, like, enlightenment of the body, like, yeah. happiness. Like. So when you're, when you're fulfilled mm. and you're enlightened, you're in that state of grace and gratitude, and it's coming from a place of love, mm. Happiness is for me is like, oh, I'll do that when I'm happy. Like, oh, I'm, I'm that when, when I'm at my happiness. So, I mean, some people relate to as that when they really do what they really truly want to do. I mean, I don't like to use the expression. I mean, also another one is, is passion. I mean, what does passion use, mean to you? Uh, passion means something, for me, it's something where you get, I would get excited about. So yeah. I would have a passion for playing football or working or whatever yeah, it might be. Yeah. And it's something that, I get excited about, I get yeah. a smile from. So people have different relations to it and what we were saying before about motivation and how it's an internal knowing and how if you've got motivation it's actually really a symptom you're kind of pushing yourself to do something mm. that you deep down want to do. Passion actually means to suffer. Because if you, if you actually, have you ever, have you ever looked at the definition no. of passion? If you look at the definition and trace it back it means to, to suffer. Because wow. you've got uncontrollable emotions, mm. you're not centred. So do you think motivation, the, 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 the word motivation is sort of like doing something that you don't enjoy doing? Because if you have to motivate yeah. yourself, it means you've got to motivate yourself to doing something that you actually don't enjoy doing. Correct. That's it. That's it in a nutshell. Um, so yeah, that's a big one. If you're looking to motivate yourself all the time, actually take you're a do, set... You're doing stuff that you don't yeah, enjoy doing. Yeah, sit down and, and, you know, and, and you know, just work it out thinking, you know, or even work back from it going, why am I having to motivate myself to do this? Why am I not feeling this? Yeah. And you'll find that it's probably because it's someone else's projection or values that's been injected into you to think. So how do you unwire that? That's what they want to ask. That's what they want to know. So as, go, go get yourself around positive people. As mm. we said before, psychological safety where you can grow and evolve the, the people, the environment, 
learning about uh, you know success, studying different businessmen. That's just one part of it. Yeah. That for me is where I started. So I was just into like I'd look at people like Richard Branson, um, all, all the all the different great entrepreneurs, and I'd study them and I'd figure out you know what are they doing that I that I didn't. Yeah. And you know it's just that they they've you know took took action. They've got that confidence and they broke through. And you're not going to learn everything at once. It don't happen like that. It's all a journey. So, but the first step is that is you know getting around the right people, understanding what you want to do, how you're going to do it. But first of all, just taking action, just commit, and just figure the rest out later as you go. And then you'll find that as you go, um, you know you can you can go a bit deeper. I mean, I know some people that just want to go straight in and have the quantum therapy, <laughs> or go and do deep yoga and deep meditation. And when you'll find that, you'll start using the left and right hemisphere and you'll start to access your self-awareness and you'll start mm. to peel back the layers, the amount of people that you know have told you oh, you can't do this or your mum said, oh, don't do that because there's not enough money in that. How are you going to earn that? Yeah. And it's things like that that actually stop you from really doing what you truly want to do because everyone's like, oh, everyone, everyone lives in fear. Like, oh, how am I going to earn money out of that? Mm. How am I going to earn money out of this situation? So It's a good point. Yeah. It's a good point. And... Because a lot of people do wonder that. So for, in this society and where we're living now, people want to follow their passion, as you might, right. as I would call it. But you wouldn't. People want to follow their passion. But they're worried about how they're going to make a living from it, how they can provide for their family. And these are everyday problems. And mm -hmm. this is the majority of the world worrying about what's around them and how they can provide for their families, right? Yeah. What I have noticed is, is that a lot of people that do meditate have a really sort of calmness about them and mm -hmm. a belief that it's okay like it's achievable yeah is that because they found a balance within their own body like because you know if you meditate you meditated mm -hmm. before and i've meditated once or twice and i'm going to start getting back into it but i can actually feel my whole body yeah. inside like i can feel like if i swallowed something the, the saliva would come i feel everything in my body is that part of it of rewiring yeah the, the mind when you start getting in touch with your mind body and soul as you said you're going to become so and that's a big part of becoming self-aware because you're getting in your body, you're feeling your emotions and you're starting to catch your triggers. And a trigger could be, you know, someone might say something, you know, in the back, you might be talking to someone and someone might say something and without you even knowing, it's triggered you back to a moment of like past trauma or something like that. And becoming self-aware is about understanding that, going into the emotion, feeling it. This is just one way of doing it through meditation. And like you can go in and you start to feel your body a bit more and you have, you have a better relationship with your own body. Yeah. So, and you know, meditation is such a good tool because the way I see it is, you know, we spend a lot of time on our business, our social life, um, you know, friends and family, that sort of stuff. But when, like, and we go to the gym, and we make ourselves look good and we work out and we condition our muscle. But when was the last time you actually sat down in quiet and went in and conditioned your own mind? Mm. When that's the most powerful tool. Whatever you're doing, yeah. you can, I believe you can network and you can grind and you can go out there and action, action, action. But, you know, it all comes from here anyway. Everything's a result of you. Yeah. So if you get clear and you start rewiring and you use these certain te techniques, meditation, to get in more touch with your true self and start working out what you, what you want to do, the more self-aware you become. Some people, it might happen quickly, others it might take longer, but it's just a whole process of becoming. So what, is, what are you destined for? So you're the, you know, the human connector. Yeah. What, is your, what are you destined for? So 
a big passion. Well, I say passion. <laughs> it's, see what I mean? So different people have different meanings to it. Course, so, but, but some people can relate. You're relate passionate. To it, yeah. yeah, yeah. So is obviously construction and development and all that, all that sort of stuff. But I also want to share my message and raise the consciousness around around people's awareness mm -hmm. and get them to a level where they're understanding themselves and what they really want to do in the world. And everyone's becoming more conscious about the environment and it's just putting the world in balance. And that's not, you know, that's a sort of a long-term goal. Yeah. And, you know, eventually I, I plan to put myself in a, in a position where I'm in power and I'm able to make huge impact like that. All right. So can we talk about ketos? Yeah, we can talk about ketosis. Yeah. Right, ketosis. Yeah. I call it ketamines. I call it ketamines. Not ketamines, ketosis. Tell, yeah. Talk to you about ketosis. So ketosis is something that I do. Um, and it's basically that we was born in ketosis and it's the body's natural state. And it's just so much better to be in that state because carbs slow us down sugars which create illnesses and diseases it's just not good for you yeah so when you're in a state of ketosis you're just in an optimized performance mm -hmm. you know how like sometimes when you're eating a mixed diet and you know some people's diet are not very good at all you're up and you're down and you're peaking and you're dropping and you have coffees and then you're peaking and you drop mm. when you're in a state of ketosis you're just at one focus clear level you're up in the morning you're alert you're switched on your sleep quality is better your muscle recovery is better your memory the thinking everything's better and that works how that works is that turns on mitochondria in the brain and you start producing more GABA than glutamate and that's just some of the effects what i explained the benefits what you get out of it yeah um a lot of people don't do it uh, because the diet's so hard because we're surrounded by carbs and sugars and it, it takes so long to get into a state of ketosis it can take maybe two weeks or longer depending on how strict your diet is and that's starving the body of carbs and sugars and which, is, which is hard but we've actually got a drink that i've actually let you try before mm. and uh, it puts your body in a ketosis state in 59 minutes that yeah it, i actually really enjoyed the drinks um, I have said I've really enjoyed the drinks. For me, I want something a little bit more stronger, a little bit more powerful, because my diet is so bad. So I do, so everyone that doesn't know me, I eat a lot of sugars, I have a lot of carbs. Um, my diet is shocking, but when I did try this drink, I did actually get a benefit from it. Maybe not the first day, but definitely the second and third day, I found a benefit to the drink. Yeah. Um, and because that's because I, I cut out the carbs on the second and third day. Yeah. Um, so it, it reacted a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, could you just take a sachet of that every day? I just have one, one, one every morning. It keeps, you in, it keeps you in a high elevated state. And the reason for that, you're basically biohacking the system because your body can only produce so many endogenous ketones when you do the diet. Mm -hmm. So your body can only create so many natural ketones within your body. Yeah. When you're drinking exogenous ketones, you're biohacking and you're accelerating the whole process. That's why you go into state so quick and that's why you start seeing the benefits. Is it dangerous? No. No, it's a natural state of what it puts the body in. Okay. So you can reach that state through doing the diet naturally. It's just that what they've now given you is an, is a, is an easy way of basically biohacking and getting into that state quicker. And people don't do the keto diet because you get a carb and sugar craving so much yeah. throughout that two weeks before you get into state. Mm. So, and for me, it's just keeping myself at that optimized performance state all the time. Do you feel always optimized? Always. Do, you, do you feel wired? Yeah, yeah. It's not wired. It's like a clean energy, like 
better focus, better mental clarity, better thinking, you're more alert, you're more alert, you're more sharper, everything's just just better. Um, and then I realized like when you do eat carbs for the first time, you go back into it, you don't really want to because it's like you've realized you've had a hangover your whole life. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just, and like, as I was saying before, if you really want to maximize your day and you want to get loads out of it, then watch what you consume. Mm. So for me, diet's everything because that, that's what runs the vessel that we live in. Agreed. So, and you know, and talking about vessels and, you know, I wanted to touch base on something in particular, which was about how, how have you ever, so there's an experiment called the double slit experiment. No. And it's basically when they fire a proton, an electron out of a cannon, right? And it's a, a screen with one slit in, mm-hmm. right? When they fire the cannon, right, with nobody else looking and just a video recorder, what video recording it, yeah. it goes in various lines in a, in a certain pattern. But when that, what they found is when they carried out the same experiment again, and they had people observing it, the atoms and particles would behave differently. What? Right? So what that tells you is going back to what I'm saying before, how we create our own reality, and it mm. happens. The universe is made up of what call, is what's called probabilities. And these probabilities are, you know, uh, entangled electrons. And these entangled electrons start taking shape and come to you in situations and circumstances when you start to get clear. So, for example, we're looking, you know, over here, for example, mm-hmm. but over in the corner there where we're not looking, the, 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 the atoms and particles are behaving differently. Because we're not looking. Correct. So if we look at them, they change. Exactly. Even though we can't physically see, see them, it, yeah. they're behaving but differently. But why? Because we, are, we create our own reality, going back to how, what I said, how we all come out of a single-celled organism and we've all multiplied in that. We're all... If you just look at that one piece, how the universe was developed, and people go in and just and look at, we came out of bacteria, we all come out from one place, yeah. right? Which means we're all connected. We all come out of one stream, we all come out of one strand. Get that. So in quantum mechanics, we, we're also connected to that. So as we've developed and evolved and we've come into human beings, we've been blessed with being able to make our own decisions and think logically and create. So why can't I move things with my mind? Well, I think that's something you might even be able to do as, as time goes on. You never know. You never know. I'm, I'm open-minded. But no, it's, you know, there has been theories on it. And there's certain things that you can't answer. Like, people can't answer what is consciousness. Like, mm. I'm not saying that, you know, everything that I'm saying is, um, is for definite. There are a lot of things that are scientifically proven. Like, for example, one I've just d- 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 demonstrated yeah. there. But the other things, you know, in terms of like moving things with your mind and, you know, there are people that I've read up and, you know, have connected to the internet using their brain and equipment. <laughs> so I know it's crazy. Like, and that's stuff that you can Google on, on like, you know, and have a look at and research. So there's all this cool, like mad stuff happening. And, you know, and, you know, and there's another thing that I wanted to touch base on as well is when you are truly connected to what you'll do. Yeah you'll find you'll get the inspired visions. And there's a lot of people, I think Jennifer touched base on it, it's called a flow state. And when you're in this flow state, you bypass the neo-frefrontal cortex and you start tapping into the quantum field and you start having access to this information. You're just like, where is this coming from? Like these what? ideas, really? this information, yeah. And that just becoming, that, that comes over time. Yeah. The more you know, the more you're in your power, the more you know where you're at, the more you're going to get these down because it's just feeding to you because our bodies are just a receiver. Yeah. So you've got the mind, body and soul. 
and you're just a receiving, you're just receiving to it. So, I love this. So what else can you educate us on? Tell me, you know, because I'm learning so much. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, for me, that was a big one because I wanted to know what is it about, you know, your Elon Musk's, your Richard Branson, what, what have they got? The, the, you know, why are they in that position and why am I not? Mm. And one of them's, like I said, it's just that they found what their highest values is, they find what they like to do, and they're following it and they're not letting anyone tell them otherwise. So a friend of mine, James, he's got yeah. his own um, business action mentorship yeah. company, right? And he goes around to companies and he helps. And one of his things is following the people that you sort of aspire to and you like and follow their habits. Yeah. Is that something you would agree with? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with it. Um, I think the more self-aware you become, mm. the more you start to... You, I mean, look, for example, I'm, I'm a big fan of Grant Cardone. I don't want to be Grant Cardone, do you no. know what I mean? But like, there is certain things that I watch him. What are you a fan of him about? What is it about him? That just his drive, his mentality, his outlook on things, and just how his whole brain is wired. Like, and he has, you know, a whole a whole balance of perceptions within his mind. And when you have balanced perceptions, you have a balanced reality. Mm. When you have imbalanced perceptions, you have an imbalanced reality. Okay. And that's why some people just don't know what they do and some people might attract bad situations and circumstances, but as I touched base on before, that's only just the universe trying to teach you a lesson. It's just trying to teach you an understanding yeah. to look within and get back in balance with your emotional charges. It's crazy stuff. So, and you'll start, like now I've said this, you'll go out and you might even notice like when you have a bad day. And then if you go home and self-reflect on that, you'll understand why that's happened or yeah. the way you've been behaving. Yeah, I've, I always have bad days. It's yeah. normal, but yeah. I don't, uh, I never dwell on them. I never, I sort of understand what's happened in that day. I sort of digest it, but I'm aware of it. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, if I've had a bad day, I'm aware of it, but it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Like I think that's, I enjoy that. Yeah. Like I've learned, because I've learned something from it. That's your challenge, exactly. That's your challenge. And within challenge and contrast, you find the answers and you, you learn, you learn about yourself, you learn about the, the, the benefits in that situation. I think mm. it's just people's way of looking on things like a negative to me is a challenge and a benefit to understand something even better. So if something was really negative, I look at that, you know, what are the, what are the downsides? I'll go even deeper to the downsides yeah. and then I'll find the benefits to it and the solutions. Mm -hmm. And that way you eradicate that uncertainty and fear. Yeah. It's a science, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If you're unsure about something and it, you know, it looks quite negative, tear it apart even yeah. more negative and then yeah. go out and find every single solution for it yeah and then you'll find you think oh actually that don't seem because you've got clear up here yeah once you're clear up here no one can tell you otherwise and you know you're not going you're not trying to shug it off and go around you don't think like you're living in a bit of a hope land and you're like oh that'd be all right it'd be all right it'd be all right do you think people you should know? be more honest about how they feel and how they sort of portray their lives yeah and so it's like yesterday i made a post if anyone saw it, I just put like, you know, this week's been absolutely crazy, loads of ups and downs, but yeah. that's fine. And someone sent me a message saying, hope you're okay. Like, thank you. I am okay, of course. But yeah. um, do you think people should be more honest about their downs and their, as well uh, as their yeah, ups? Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Yeah, you know, it, it, express it, be open about it. What's the hype? You know, but it's the same again, like who are you doing that in front of? You're doing that in, in front of, you know, people that ain't going to share that vision and, and are not going to understand it. You know, as I said before, your environment's key. So if you do want to open up psychological safety, being around the right people about how you're going to express about your, you know, your downsides or, you know, might be having a positive experience, you know, who are you telling that? Because if you're telling someone that's 
you know, unaware and unconscious and not really in a position where you, where you see them, where you, where you all want to be going, or you're not on the same level or the same vibe, then don't expect to get, you know, an, an honest response because they're unconscious. Yeah. Their journey is different to yours. And that's why, you know, be open about it, but just pick the person that you're going to be open with. And I think when you do that, that's it. That's another huge step as well, because you're talking to people with the same growth mindset as you, the same purpose, and then you're open to sharing, exploring more ideas. And you know, when you tell that person, he's not going to think you're crazy or like he's not, it's not going to make him question himself because he's actually really quite insecure. So he's going to feed you back with a negative comment and be like, oh, that won't, oh, that, that won't work. Yeah. If you've got someone that's on the same wavelength as you, they might, they might see the other side of it and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that's really good. You know, or it might be bad, but you can, you can angle it this way, you know? I like that. So it's just, you know, as I said, environment's key. The yeah, environment's it is. key and, you know, who you're hanging around with and, you know, who you're networking with and, you know, all, all these sort of things play What's your network? Part. Give us an idea of what your, what your network is. Like, you know, you got like one friend, ten friends? Is it like you've got a best mate? I've got a lot, I've got a lot of friends and, mm. I've got, and I know a lot of people and I've also travelled around the world and I've got people in different countries. Uh, but there's just certain people that I speak about certain things with, um, which is, you know, which is, which is cool, you know, yeah. which is, which is, uh, I'll just say, you know, look to certain people, I might have a conversation about business, but then other people, I might have a con conversation about something else, but I know, you know, what, what their interests are. And I yeah. thought, you know, what's the point? Because if I want to talk about business and I'm in that, in that frame of mind, yeah. Um, which no point speaking to your best is, mate about, about yeah, who wants to talk about yeah, football or yeah, 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 exactly, which is, you know, when I'm talking about that, which is probably most of the time anyway, yeah. so <laughs> that, I, I tend to always surround myself with people that, you know, want to talk about that. And that's, an, and that's, I think, when it comes down to knowing. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, when people go, oh, you know, I, I just want to relax and enjoy my life. And it's like, for me, that is enjoying. Like, I'm just obsessed. I love what I do. So, so, you, so you just therefore you don't stop talking about it it's true you know and some people are like oh you know all you think about is money you know you're <laughs> greedy you're this like it's just no like it's just a i found what i love to do guys georgie in the house human connector yeah love it thank you very much for thank you very no much for coming no on problems, Nathan. i'm going to share all of your details in the descriptions below if you've enjoyed listening thumbs up yeah uh if you've got any comments or anything you want to share with georgie just let us know I'll put all your details in the description yeah. on YouTube and yeah. on uh, the podcast. Please feel free to DM me or drop a comment on anything that you're unsure about or you want to know. I'm happy to share all my knowledge and information to help people, you know, grow and thrive. And yeah, that's, that's the main mission of me speaking out and uh, sharing the vision. Lovely. See you later. Take care.